als hätte ich so so fucking Musiken. Das fuck's up. Hello everybody, welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Hope you've had a fucking great week. Uh, two weeks, it's been two weeks. Last week we did not have an episode and I apologize for that. There is a bunch of excuses and bullshit that I'll tell you about what happened, but um, it's what it is. I'll make it up to you guys. I'll um, maybe pump out an extra episode this week or something like that. We'll see how time pans out for us, but yeah, it's it's been a crazy couple of weeks for us, guys. Um, so I do apologize for the lateness of this episode. Uh, it's not to say I didn't record an episode last week, but you didn't get to hear it because it sounded like shit. Um, I'll tell you about that in a bit. But yeah, um, I was super busy. I, I was meaning I was meaning to call. Uh, I was meaning to record one of these podcasts uh, last weekend. Uh, never got round to it because I was hungover like a motherfucker. I had a huge weekend. Uh, so this was the last weekend of February. Uh, it was my sister's wedding. So, yeah, congratulations to my sister and a new man. Not a new man. They've got a couple of kids together, so it's about fucking time they uh, stopped living in sin or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, we went, um, you know, maybe an hour, not even an hour south of Perth. We went to this nice venue for their wedding, and um, the, the only accommodation that was close to to the wedding reception and everything um, was just in the middle of fucking nowhere, guys. Uh, so we're staying out of this place called... Uh, Golden Ponds. I don't really want to mention where it is, but it's called Golden Ponds, and um, it's a fantastic little place, uh, sort of. I don't really know how to describe this place to you guys. Um, middle of nowhere, so it's just nothing but fucking, looks like it's farmland, but no one's actually farming, um, and there's just this fucking place, massive fucking area, massive, I don't know where it, I'll use the term resort very loosely here, guys. Uh, it's basically a trout farm with accommodation on it. So imagine in the middle of nowhere, there's just this, uh, a whole bunch of these man-made lakes. And people can go there and fish and um, do a little bit of canoeing around the place if you feel like it or whatever. Golden ponds. Should have been called fucking rank brown green ponds. Uh, but it's what it is, and uh, so we uh, had hired, you know, the whole family and friends. We all got accommodation in this area. Um, they had a bunch of different accommodation options. There was some nicer little cottages at one part of the uh, resort. Uh, these weird little fucking—I don't even know what they called them—units. It was really just like a fucking demountable fucking trailer sort of area. There was um, some nicer sort of houses on the pl on the property, uh, like a, a campsite and fucking trailer park for um, the transients in the world. Uh, you know, our first impressions of this place, we pull in and uh, we go up to the reception, which is a very nice little place. Uh, there's a fucking snake right out the front. My brother went for it. Didn't catch it this time. It turned out to be a little baby Jew guy, which easily could have killed somebody. No big deal. In fact, once we got the keys to our particular unit there was a dead one right out front of the fucking door um so yeah so we're all kind of sprawled out over this massive area that's got all these random ponds and all this sort of stuff really nice people running the place but it turns out there's a lot of people that are just like living there permanently like paying rent i don't know this might be the place where um people that are trying to fucking you know get out of a whole bunch of fucking 
<laughs> payments that they have to make in their divorces or whatever. I don't know. They're, they're, it was just a weird, weird little vibe out there. Like I said, some people are living permanently on this trout farm in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, but we weren't. We, we kind of went in there. We we're all trying to get ready for a fucking wedding. The wedding was great. Me and my, um, yeah, my brother and I were uh, emceeing the things. I had a bit of fun on the microphone, whatever. Some people complained. It is what it is. Who cares? Uh, yeah, so I had a lot of fucking fun. But, you know, it turned out to be less like a classic wedding weekend where everything goes good in one respect falls apart in another respect so <laughs> my poor sister you know the bride and her groom someone had checked her in to the the cottage that they were staying in um because they were obviously busy the the day of the wedding <laughs> and all that sort of shit so uh after the wedding i had sort of head back to to our little unit and you know having some after party drinks you know with the wife i've got some uncles and cousins we're all hanging out just drinking just winding down for the night um, I get a fucking phone call from my sister, probably one, one thirty in the morning. She's still walking around this massive expanse of a fucking hellhole trying to find her accommodation because someone had said you're in unit number five, but there is cottage number five, house number five, unit number five, apartment number five, all this other sorts of shit. So they had gone to a place they thought they were staying in and snapped their fucking key off in the door at one in the morning realize it's not actually where they're supposed to be staying so she's walking around still in her dress trying to find where the fuck they their their cottages or whatever the hell they wanted to call this particular one so i run out i'm fucking trying to find them in the darkness and i lead them to their place but now they've got no key to get in it or whatever i end up having to fucking smash the window for them to to get them in so my poor fucking sister on her wedding night has to climb in through a broken window just to get some shut eye um Classic. It's just what happens. You know, at my wedding, uh, my brother ended up smashing a door down because uh, Curtis wasn't hanging out with us or some bullshit. Either way, he got hit with a huge bill after all that. And, you know, my wedding was at a way nicer accommodation than this, so it fucking cost him a pretty penny. But it seems to be a bit of a family tradition now. Someone's going to break something um, after, the, uh, after the wedding when it all goes down. But that seemed all fine and, and all that. And we come back and, you know, I feel everybody in the story. Because as far as, like, my wife's concerned and all my uncles that I was drinking with and shit, as far as they're concerned, I just disappeared into the darkness on my phone. Gone for an hour and I come back with this story. And they're all like, what the fuck? And so at this point, my cousin has to leave. You know, she gets an Uber. They don't live too far away from this place. I don't know who the fuck lives out in that area, but, you know, apparently they did. And uh, so they go to get an Uber out from the front gate and we get a phone call maybe five minutes later saying... Don't go outside. There's a bunch of cops everywhere. There's been a stabbing. So I don't know what's going on with this little Golden Ponds fucking place, but it seems to be like the most happening little resort in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like I said, resort, whatever. Resort, hellscape, you know, you know, choose your own fucking description of this place. So we didn't know what the fuck was going on. The rest of the night seemed fine. It was fun, you know, getting some sleep or whatever. I did check the next morning. Uh, we went for breakfast or whatever. I did ask the, because uh, it's kind of like a, a mother and daughter team that are running the show there. They're obviously not there overnight. Otherwise, I would have helped my sister out. Um, but, they, you know, we try to get a little bit of uh, information of what the fuck happened with this stabbing last night or whatever. They hadn't heard anything or whatever. But then by the end of breakfast, obviously, the grapevine had done its thing and they've been informed. And they come and, like, you know, try to assure us that nothing ra- bad was happening, nothing super super heinous they go you know it wasn't really a a stabbing there was you know two of our residents had a bit of an altercation and uh 
Um, one of them just kind of just kind of scraped the other one's face with a knife. It was just a scraping. It wasn't a, a stabbing or whatever. And that made us feel a lot better, you know, because it's the motion of the knife that makes the difference, right? You know, a slashing or a scraping, you know, that's not that bad. But an actual plunge stab, a completely different story, I guess. Um, but, you know, shout out to these guys. They were really, really nice to us. Um, I don't even think they fucking charged my, my sister for the, the broken window, even though I did it. But I did it for her, so that, that was on on her. She received a whole bunch of uh, wedding gifts, so I'm sure she covered that bill. But I think they just felt fucking sorry for her. You know, we had booked out probably like 30 of these fucking units, so they probably made some pretty good bank off of us anyway. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Gold Ponds out there. It is what it is. If you're into that sort of um, adventure holiday... Uh, check that fucking place out. So that happened. And obviously the next day I was trying to record this podcast and I was just wiped, guys. I just fucking, I, I, could, I couldn't do a fucking thing. And then over the start of the week after that, it was just horrendous weather here in Perth. We got smashed with fucking hail and storms for days. It was fucking epic. I had a lot of fun. As soon as the hail started hitting around my place, I fucking took my shirt off and ran out. And, it, you know, I get like real excited when storms hit. But then I got clocked right in the face with a fucking two-inch fucking piece of hail. I was like, all right, it's time that's all over. Just worrying if my car's going to get fucked up or whatever. So obviously I wasn't going to record anything because uh, I do this podcast outside here and you wouldn't have heard me. I would have had to been screaming over the fucking hail. So I had to leave it another couple of days. Then I finally got around to recording it. I recorded a fucking great episode. Let's just pretend it was a great episode. None of these are fucking great, but let's just pretend I did a great episode. I, I listened back to a little bit of it because when I like stopped the recording, it came up with a whole bunch of fucking error messages. Turns out that like it sounded like a fucking remix of my own podcast. It was just it, it, uh, 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 the whole fucking time. I couldn't handle it. Didn't know how to undo it. Just got too fucking pissed off. There's no way I'm going to try and ramble about the same fucking shit straight away. i to leave it a little while, guys. So sorry about that. I just decided to can that episode. Wait till I'm going to record a new one and kind of fit them all together or something like that so anyway so that's been the last week guys you know it was, it was even my birthday somewhere in that fucking week which you can hardly remember either there was just too much crap going on but it's a good week this week everything seems pretty uh, on schedule and fine and been listening to some new music and and all that bullshit so um how's your week been out there guys is there any new music that I fucking should check out i just heard that uh drake dropped a new ep i might check that out soon you know I, Drake is one of those guys that divides the shit out of a crowd. Um, I happen to really like his uh, Scorpion album when that came out. It was a fair few years ago now. Uh, everything since, uh, whatever, take it or leave it. But I uh, will check this out now and maybe talk about it next podcast if it's any good. If it's not worth mentioning, I won't mention it and uh, you won't even know. But if you've heard anything cool out there, let me fucking know um, so I can catch up with you guys. Because uh, like I said, I've been super, super busy. So there's only a couple of things I've been able to check out. Uh, so let's get into them. Um, the first album I checked out for this week, guys. I, I guess you could say the music I was listening to is kind of a bit of Australian focus. Because Nick Cave and Warren Ellis brought out a new album called Carnage. Um, I want to know what you guys think about Nick Cave. Because I was never really a big fan, and I always just thought it's because I just didn't get it. And now I've got to that point where it's like, yeah, it's not really up to me to get it or not. It's up to him to fucking sell me something that I dig, and I don't really know. This is a weird album, like most of Nick Cave's albums are, 
albums are. Uh, but I don't know. I got a weird vibe from it. It's a very, very strange, dark, depressed, very slow, very spoken wordy, which I find fucking obnoxious. Uh, but anyway, like I said, the album was Nick Cave and this guy, Warren Ellis. And Warren Ellis, as far as I can tell, he's not a musician at all. He's a fucking writer, mainly known for like comic book writing. Um, sorry, some shit flying around over here. The wind's kicking up. I hope it's not too bad on your end. But yeah, so he's, he's known for like comic books and, and some stories and some fiction and, and shit like that. He, I think he's responsible for like part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong about this. I might be thinking about a different Warren Ellis. Who the fuck knows? Um, but I'm pretty sure he's responsible for some of the um, Iron Man story arc or something like that. So, you know, if you think the genius writing of Iron Man you know what I mean? Like the, the incredible prose and, and the beautiful deep meanings and stuff from something as absolutely iconic and, and meaningful as the Marvel Universe is now teamed up with Nick Cave. Um, so we're in for a treat, right? But um, no, you're in for something that's going to put you to sleep. Either way, the album was okay if you like that sort of shit. You know, it's kind of like like early Dawsey sort of stuff where you can listen to it and, and if you like it, you can um, pat yourself on the back and think you're better than everybody else. You know what I mean? That kind of uh, overly intellectual for the sake of um, just jamming words into a sentence, which I'm seeming to fucking have a problem with right now. <laughs> but either, yeah, fucking check it out. It's called Carnage, the album. And I could be completely wrong with this, but I just missed the whole fucking Nick Cave train, guys. Um, I was in between generations. So if you were a little older than me, you would love Nick Cave. If you're a little younger than me, then you probably still haven't heard of him. But at least I had heard of him. At least I've heard some of his old songs and, and you know, they didn't tickle my fancy. But I had people around me telling me that it's just because I don't get it. You know, it's like Tool fans. Fuck it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I understand real deep depressed sort of music obviously we've all fucking been there guys um but come on give us a groove to hang on or give us a fucking hook to get stuck in our head don't just like bombard us bombard us with this fucking airy fairy uh solemn lyrics i don't know whatever the fuck it is but you know apart from that there was the king gizzard and the lizard wizard album and you know i've slept on this band for a fucking while I heard I heard about them for a, a long time. I've checked out some tracks over the years or whatever. They're they're an, another Australian band out of the eastern state somewhere. I'm gonna say Victoria because they kind of sound in that experimental sort of area. Um, but they put out a new album called LW, and Jesus, it was a strange fucking trip. At least it kind of um, hooked me musically a, a little more than the um, Nick Cave one did. Uh, but I. Didn't know what the fuck to think of this album, guys. The album is called LW, L dot W dot or something like that. I don't know. They use a lot of acronyms. I don't know what the fuck it stands for. But whatever it is, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, you guys are doing some fucking cool shit. Um, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece of an album for me to absolutely identify some genius risk-taking going on. And that's what's going on in this fucking album. There is some risk-taking. It was just confusing me the entire time I was listening to this album. I didn't know what genre to expect to come next. There's some weird synthy sounds, some great guitar tones. 
um, weird ass riffs, real choppy sort of stuff, experimental. I'm not going to say it's full Mars Voltery. It's not really in that wheelhouse. It's not full fucking Mr. Bungle either. Um, but it's somewhere in between, like where it's 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 chaos, but someone's in control of that chaos, if that makes sense. Like there, there is something to sort of bring it back around and make it a bit more coherent so it doesn't just end up somewhere you never wanted it to go. It kind of felt like that. And the whole album, like I said, I thought I was getting a handle on it. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I can kind of see what they're trying to do here. And then the last fucking song of the album hits. And this song is called, let me check. Oh, it's another acronym. It's KGLW. Uh, so whatever. You know, I think that might stand for King Gizzard Lizard Wizard. I don't know, KGLW, what are the odds if it's not? Uh, but whatever it is, that fucking last track of the album, listen to this song, guys. It's fucking awesome and horrible and confusing all wrapped into one. It's by far the heaviest song on the album. And you know me, I'm a sucker for a good heavy riff and there's some wicked heavy stuff going on. Like they're, they're rocking this wicked 7-8 riff for a long time and... The sub drops. Don't listen to this one with headphones on. You've got to listen to it through a good system with a fucking subwoofer because it's got some wicked, wicked heavy sub drops through it. And it's just confusing, but fucking awesome at the same time. Like I had to, I had to check in with some friends and say, what the fuck do you think of this song? Because I, I, I don't know what to think of this song. Do I love it? Do I hate it? Do I like, no matter what, I respect it. But is this something that I'm like, am I missing something here? Or am I like exaggerating something here. I don't know what the fuck was going on with that song, but it's like the perfect song to be confused. And it's the confusion that is the charm of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I think their charm is based in this confusion of, of style, which they just own. They own that confusion. It's like they're at home in everybody else's chaos or everybody else is trying to figure something out that they've just let go already. Something like that. I don't know. I, it made me feel really weird when I was listening to this album. But um, So there were the two that I really checked out since last time I talked to you guys. I said I might check out the new Drake album and stuff like that. But I really want to know if there's anything new coming up uh, or out already that we haven't talked about. You know, you guys got to fucking hit me up. I'll respond to everything. You can hit me up on um, Twitter, Instagram. That's at Jam Room Podcast. Or you can uh, maybe check us out uh or just flick me an email flick me an email scott at thejamroom.com.au and uh yeah we'll, we'll get get this party started for reals guys it's gonna be more fun than uh than ever you know and the more you guys interact the more i can actually sort of uh, push back get influenced i want i want to change my mind on a lot of these things because i'm very open-minded with music and i'm trying to explain what the fuck it makes me feel which is like more of a like a, a gut response to the music rather than a heady response. I mean, if we want to, we can get into like the the mechanics of the actual music, like what modes they use in time signatures, all that sort of stuff. I know I hinted at it every now and then, but that's nowhere near as interesting to me as the overall vibe and the overall way it makes me feel. So all those um, beautiful musical techniques are just there to help someone tell a story, and that's the story I care about. Um, you know, and I can, I can, you know, I've got a pretty good bullshit detector. I can tell when someone's doing something really contrived um, just for the sake of it. You know, musicality for the sake of musicality. <laughs> Dream theater. You know, it's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, let us know what's been going on in your week. Fucking, it's been a 
kind of a strange time in Perth, like at the moment. Like I know I've been busy with my own sort of family shit that's been going on, you know, the wedding, my birthday, all that sort of stuff. Um, but also just in general, the state's um, coming up to a, a state election. And so we're seeing fucking, uh, you know, people waving signs out on the side of the street, vote this way, vote that way. I don't fucking really know. I don't really care. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about Mark McGowan, our state leader before, you know, when we did that common sense episode, just because his uh, rules for the restriction of our lockdown just didn't really make too much coherent sense. But um, either way, the guy's done a fucking great job. And he's, you know, I got I got to give credit where credit's due. He's talking this last week the way no other politician has ever really talked before. And I'll, I'll let you know what's going on. So just like most places, we have like a two-party system. He's the head of one party that's in power and the party that's trying to compete for that power. Um, liberal labor, we call them. Right, left. I don't really fucking know which one's which. I mean, everybody's the same in Australia. There is no big extremes. Um, but the opposition leader trying to get into office... It's just some young piece of shit that seems to not really have anything together or whatever. And he fucking conceded two weeks out of the election. No one's even really voted yet. And he shows no sign of strength, no, no, no fight in him. He was just like, yeah, no, nah, we're not, we're not going to win this one. It didn't even fucking try. And you know what? The guy in power, Mark McGowan, comes out saying, don't give up, man. Don't let there'd be a landslide in my direction because we need a balance of power in, in fucking government. Have you ever heard a politician talk like that? Does not want to win in a landslide because he's scared that the balance of power will be sort of kinked too far. It doesn't matter which way you don't want it to be dominated one way or the other. Like that's just fucking amazing to have a politician talk like that. And, uh, the guy that's losing and conceded is actually say, you know, don't, don't fucking give up. Please don't let this be a landslide because that's bad for politics. It's bad for everybody. You know, we should just fucking find someone else to run against him because this weak piece of shit can conceding early. You know, fuck that. We need leadership. We don't need fucking people going home crying because the, uh, the polls seem bad at the time. You know, imagine if Trump listened to that shit. There's no way you're going to win, man. No way you're going to win. All right, I won't. I won't. I won't. You know, and then he ends up winning 2016. You know, it's what it is, guys. But yeah, so that's been entertaining me for a little while. You know, I don't really keep too much up with these politics, but I do fucking get a bit of a chuckle out of it. But something else, and this is a big one, guys. Um, we talked about nostalgia loops and all that sort of shit over this podcast. And like, you know, this year is like a perfect fucking example of that because we're seeing the 90s coming back fucking strong in terms of music in terms of um movies and shit like that and so I, you know i i grew up in the 90s born in the 80s grew, grew up in the 90s and there's a couple of little fucking uh intellectual properties from that era that i just fucking love just because they're nostalgic to me and one of them is mortal fucking combat and the new trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out soon, dropped like a proper Red Band trailer. So it's a gory fucking trailer. And oh my shit, I was losing it to this. This was so fucking cool. They've nailed the tone of Mortal Kombat. I'm fucking excited for this. Um, if any of you guys remember the Mortal Kombat movie from the 90s, maybe 95 or whatever, um, it had that fucking great techno song that was made for the movie. Just like that big Mortal Kombat song. It's like probably one of the, the greatest soundtracks to a movie that's not an actual movie score 
And they fucking included that song as a movie score in the trailer. How cool is that? Taking a techno song and making an actual film score out of it. More dramatic, way slowed down. It's subtle. It's fucking cool. And yeah, Jesus Christ, like the memories it was bringing back, you know, growing up in the 90s, you know, with a, with a brother and, and friends, you know, every Friday night would be just fucking eating pizza, watching old wrestling videos, playing Mortal Kombat and fucking wailing on each other. That's a good time in the 90s. That's all you had to do is just beat each other up and fucking play Mortal Kombat. And uh, I'm really looking forward to fucking watching this movie. But it kind of made me start thinking that maybe, maybe in the next few weeks, we'll um, just in the same way that we bit into this uh, this debut album topic, I want to really get into the fucking the movie soundtrack topic. Now, I, I don't really want to do it in a way where we talk about like film scores because they will just be gushing over John Williams over and over again. We've already done that on this podcast. Like, we know the guy's the goat, right? John Williams, greatest living composer. F- fuck it. You know, you can come at me with Philip Glass and all that bullshit. No, fuck it. John Williams, the best. So I want to get into the movie soundtrack thing more in line with like what great movies or great moments in movies were made way better because of the great choices of songs that were played. So these could be like pop songs that are in a movie, but makes the fucking movie better and makes the song better. You know what I mean? And then there's, you know, The Matrix is a great example of this. It's got a great score as well. Fuck the score. It's also got fucking Rob Zombie in it and Rage Against the Machine. And um, fucking, I'm so, I think Deftones were on the soundtrack. They might not have been in the movie, but they're in the soundtrack. Um, what else is on there? The fucking Portis Head, I think, is on that in that movie. And like, just great songs. There's lots to talk about. I might get Curtis involved with this, and we'll, we'll go down this rabbit hole of great fucking soundtracks that have actual songs in them, not just the film score. Actual songs in them. So yeah, that's going to be for the future, guys. Check out that trailer for the new Mortal Kombat. If you're a fan of Mortal Kombat ever. Finally, we get a fucking violent Mortal Kombat movie. And let's face it, if they bought out their original Mortal Kombat movie in the 90s, I wouldn't have been old enough to see it anyway, and nor would pretty much any Mortal Kombat fan, because it was for children back then. But now, gamers are way older. I haven't played Mortal Kombat, like the new games, at all. I fucking I stopped playing that sort of shit on the Nintendo 64. Uh, but either way, I still love the fucking franchise, and I can't wait for this fucking movie, guys. And so, yeah, I hope you, uh, you check it out and you have fun as well. For the ending of this episode, I, I did say it a, f- a few weeks ago that I'll start showing you guys, we'll try and summarize the, um, the songs that I've shown you before. And so we're going to start with this episode. So here's a song that I did put up for you guys in like October last year. Like the first episode, I think it's episode like 25, which is like the first episode of the reboot. Because we had like a couple of years of just jamming. We had like a couple of years off. Um, then I did the reboot last year. And this is the first song that I showed you guys. Episode 25 um, from October last year. And um, I guess it's kind of in theme with like the Nick Cave, King Gizzard sort of thing. It's got simple riffs. It's got some pretty dark sounds in it or whatever. But this is just a way for us to summarize these songs so we can start a new chapter whenever this is over. Um, and I can get into a whole bunch of new music for you. But, you know... This podcast has been picking up a little bit of steam, so there's obviously a whole bunch of you that never listened to that episode. So this might be a new song for you. I hope you enjoy it. Hope you have a fucking fantastic week out there. Remember to reach out. Get in touch with us. Scott at thejamroom.com.au. Email me. Or you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. 
uh, which is at Jamrin Podcast, um, or any other way, any other way, which you just use your imagination for. And uh, have yourselves a fantastic fucking week, guys. Uh, this is the Jamrin Podcast. <laughs>